question from last week. Uh, when investigating the khandas, I can see that there is not a me or a self in any of the khandas, yet there still remains a sense of self that is experienced. What is this sense of self that is experienced and how can it be let go of? So contemplating to see uh, that there isn't a self or there isn't a me or a sense of self, uh, this is one type of wisdom that is arising. Um, it comes from using one's thoughts, one's thinking mind. Uh, but one's samadhi, one's concentration isn't yet sufficient in order for uh, you to see clearly into it. And so uh, there may still then be this feeling of a sense of self there. Uh, but however it is, you can use that uh, contemplation into the aggregates, uh, the, whether it's the form, feelings, uh, perceptions, uh, mental formations, uh, sense consciousness, uh, keep contemplating into that and you can understand it increasingly or bit by bit. Uh, so you can uh, use the wisdom that arises from your thinking mind through your contemplating by using that, those thoughts. So you can uh, use thoughts to uh, think in the way of uh, maybe gathering up, yeah, mentally uh, visualizing, gathering up your hair, uh, or nails or teeth or skin um, and then contemplating and seeing it as following uh, nature uh, causes and conditions being of the nature to change uh, being constantly uh, decaying uh, you can contemplate the earth element and see it uh, gradually uh, decaying uh, breaking apart and uh, then gradually uh, seeing that there's no sense of self there within it. And if uh, you can gain more understanding into this, then your seeing, your wisdom can see clearly and that may arise. Uh, so you can uh, contemplate in this way in order to see not self, in order to see it as being something impermanent uh, and then you may uh, have the wisdom arise that, that it, in reality, in truth, there is uh, no self, there is, it's, it is all not self. Um, and so contemplating into the body, the bodily formation is uh, generally easier to do than the other khandas, uh, the other mentality or, or uh, nama. Um, but you can, uh, contemplate and see clearly by contemplating into nama but uh, and it, it's it's more difficult but there were some elders who uh, in the time of the buddha who could just contemplate and see them in in line with the three characteristics of impermanence unsatisfactoriness and not self and understand it uh, so you may still uh, see and still experience a sense of self um, coming up through your contemplation because you're still using the thinking mind, the thoughts, but you keep doing it until your samadhi becomes firm, uh, firmly concentrated, and then your wisdom will grow and increase uh, bit by bit until you 
see very clearly into it, and then you can let go. My question is, last week uh, you were telling about a story from a, a son of a rich family, and he had the capability or would have had to become an arahant, but um, in his life he wasted all the money and he wasted all his faculties and did not even become sotapanna. He simply um, did not practice. And there's another story um, about a queen who um, really uh, did not want to meet the Buddha and she would did not want to listen to Dhamma, but finally she met the Buddha and listened to his uh, Dhamma teaching and became Arahant. So my question is, um, what, what decides about where we are going or do we have a choice? Do we take decisions? How does it take place that we move in this direction or in the other? So this is up to one's uh, building of parameters of spiritual qualities, uh, or we can just say it comes from one's wisdom, uh, or we say it's uh, reliant on one's wisdom or one's right view. Uh, so one uh, may have built good karma in the past, uh, whether it's building it through dana, sila, bhavana, and this then shapes one's uh, character, uh, habits. Uh, one is, has built this, the specific causes then and conditions from the past. And so when then it comes time, uh, one is able to see into suffering, into dukkha. Uh, maybe it is that the suffering arises in that person's life and Uh, for one person, maybe they don't get any wisdom from that, uh, but for another person, they may gain wisdom from that experience of suffering. And uh, it is because that uh, that individual has built uh, the causes and conditions from the past. Uh, it's a good karma that has been built uh, in the past and has given results in the present moment. So when... Uh, the time is right, uh, then one's barami, one's spiritual qualities is, uh, you could say, more complete, then uh, one comes to listen to the Dhamma and one can understand it clearly uh, or one will uh, know of the path that one has to follow uh, in order to liberate themselves from suffering and to go search and practice that path. Uh, so uh, one's good causes then uh, leads one to meet with uh, the Dhamma teachings of the Buddha or to meet the Buddha himself. Um, but this requires the building of these spiritual qualities in the past, whether it's then uh, that one aspires or uh, to meet with uh, the Buddha, his teachings, or a sawaka, a, a noble disciple of, a, of the Buddha, Uh, and this comes from causes and conditions, or we can say it comes from uh, the merit one ha has done in the past. Sarah, Sarah. But they are past 
Yeah, sorry. Yep. Um, it seems that this queen and this son of this rich uh, family, they both had the paramis to become arahant, but uh, but the one became arahant, the other one not. And why did it happen like this? Why did he not become arahant? And yeah, how much influence do we have on on our life? Uh, so how they these two cases or stories, how they built these two individuals, how they built their barami, their spiritual qualities over lifetimes uh, were different. Uh, Queen uh, Kema uh, later would ordain as a bhikkhuni uh, and become an arahant. Uh, and she had a lot of good karma that she had built uh, since many past Buddhas, Padamutara, Kasapa, Konakamana, uh, building Barami through all those uh, various eras of past Buddhas uh, and that you could say began from when she saw one of the disciples of a past Buddha being uh, put in the position of being foremost in wisdom uh, out of all the, the disciples, uh, the, the Sawakas and so uh, she then built her uh, barami in a, from that point and made the determination, the determination, the aditana, uh, to accomplish that and to be in that uh, same position. And so in the last life, uh, she had sufficient uh, or, or a great amount of merit and uh, barami there uh, that at the minimum she would uh, attain to becoming uh, the highest level of sotapanna or if uh, higher than that, then uh, a Sakadagami with just one life left uh, or uh, attaining to becoming an Arahant, which she did. And so she had a lot of Barami then uh, and she was in that last life born as the queen to uh, the king Bimbisara of, uh, oh, sorry, born into the family of a royalty in Sakara city and would marry King Bimbisara became uh, his queen and she had a great uh, beauty uh, that uh, you could say was from uh, her barami that she had, oh, sorry, she had a great beauty but she, and a lot of barami but she still needed help from others uh, that King Bimbisara uh, had to devise a method in order to basically lure her into uh, Veluana Monastery to meet the Buddha uh, by hiring uh, musicians or minstrels to praise how beautiful uh, Veluana was, a monastery was. And so then she couldn't stop herself, hold back from going to see uh, Veluana Monastery. And then she met the Buddha and uh, listened to Dhamma. Um, so it was, had to be also still reliant on others to, to help uh, her Otherwise, uh, she wouldn't have gone to listen to the Dhamma. Um, and so uh, the Buddha had to uh, make a, like a, a, a very beautiful lady appear uh, next to him who was even more beautiful than her, that she could only focus on the great beauty of this 
uh, woman or, or even Dewa next to uh, the Buddha. And uh, she held on to that. And then uh, the Buddha made it so that this uh, image of this uh, woman would decay and decay. And her mind, uh, Queen Kema's mind gathered together and she was able to attain then uh, because of that. And we can say then that is her merit and barami that has been fulfilled or gained success. Uh, in terms of the son of the rich man, uh, he, the Buddha said that if this man, if this uh, man tried to practice, um, maybe he's using it more as an example of uh, if this man practiced when he was uh, young, ever since young, then he would have attained to anagami. Uh, from mid-age, he would attain to sakadagami. From old age, he would attain to at least sotapanna. Um, and this is, uh, and also that if he um, put in effort in terms of world in, in work, uh, then he would have at least became uh, different levels of uh, richness, um, of wealth. Of wealth. Um, but because he didn't do any of that, then he didn't attain anything at all. Uh, and so this is because this uh, man, this, this son, uh, didn't have any wisdom uh, he didn't build uh, anything. He was he was careless, uh, and so it does require one to build one's mindfulness and wisdom uh, to aditana to make uh, determinations uh, to put in the effort in the practice in order to see the dhamma uh, and also make make those aspirations in order to meet with the Buddha. Uh, the teachings of the Buddha or the Sawaka Sangha, the noble disciples who can lead us uh, into the path to, to seeing the Dhamma. Uh, and so the difference between these two is the wisdom uh, faculty uh, between them, or the dif they differ in this respect. And so Venerable Ajahn Chah would say that someone even of little wisdom, if they stayed close to uh, a wise uh, Krubhaja and a great teacher, then their practice uh, could develop quickly. Um, but if someone maybe was uh, far from a Krubhaja and a great teacher, then uh, their practice may develop slowly. Uh, so it is up to one's wisdom, and uh, that is it's a very important point here. <clears throat> uh, so the, also the son of that wealthy family uh, if you want to compare it, it was as if uh, he was someone who had a, f uh, a fruit tree, like a mango tree, tree and uh, this mango tree is full of mangoes there, uh, but the stick uh, that he had to, to take, to pick those mangoes, uh, his stick was too short uh, or it was bent and maybe not very strong. Uh, so he couldn't get any of those fruits down because of that stick. Uh, Queen Kema, uh, she would be compared to someone who had a uh, really long stick. Uh, it's the same sort of fruit tree full of fruits, but uh, she had a long stick. And uh, this was because she still had uh, ditti, uh, still had views there. She was very attached and loved her beauty uh, still there. Uh, but she met the Buddha. The Buddha could uh, kind of 
torture her these these views and she was able to change them and then her old barami the spiritual perfections all the dana sila bhavana that she had done for many many lifetimes through many eras of buddhas uh, this all sort of came to fruition um, and that she had built she had done a lot of uh, dana building uh, meditation halls, uposita halls, uh, done a lot of bhavana, and she had a lot of uh, samadhi, uh, very high samadhi. And you know this because uh, she uh, was able then to develop a very high amount of wisdom to be foremost in uh, of the disciples in having wisdom. And that means uh, she would have to develop uh, herself, her wisdom to have all the higher knowledges uh, and so for all of us, we should uh, develop a lot of wisdom, uh, keep developing wisdom. Question from today is, uh, I wanted to visit a monk in northern Thailand, a disciple of Venerable Ajahn Chah, who influenced me a lot since 2017 through his books. He wrote me three weeks ago that I am sick and I am going to die very soon. Uh, nothing else. Uh, at first I felt very angry with him and I don't know why but the reality is that his answer changed my mind and now I feel no more anger but weird uh, very light and in some way accepting this fact is this another state of mind to discard Uh, so that is good Uh, you've received some Dhamma or you've received the Dhamma uh, that he's saying he is sick and that he is about to die. So he can say that's Dhamma. Uh, he, like that monk, likely contemplated into his condition uh, that he is sick. In every minute, he's getting more and more sick, or in every minute that he's getting closer and closer to death. And so it's good that you understand uh, that Dhamma. And it's good that you, from being angry to now not being angry is good. Uh, And accepting that truth shows that there's some uh, wisdom, some understanding there arising. And at the minimum, that helps you to put down that any sort of uh, agitation uh, in the mind, uh, being bothered by it, that sort of uh, misunderstanding in the mind, you can put that down. Um, and so you also need to contemplate and bring in this teaching to yourself that uh, you also will grow old, get sick, and die. And so if you're able then to make your samadhi, your concentration gather together, then you can understand into this truth and you'll be able to then overcome all the uh, agitation and suffering in the, in the mind. And so keep uh, practicing and then one day you'll understand and see uh, the Dhamma so now the monks will give the blessing just as rivers full of water entirely fill up the sea
so will what he been given bring blessings to departed spirits. May all your hopes and all your longings come true in no long time. May all your wishes be fulfilled. Like on the 15th day, the moon. Or like a bright and shining gem. May all misfortunes be avoided. May all illness be dispelled. May you never meet with dangers. May you be happy and live long. For those who are respectful, who always honour the elders, four are the qualities which will increase life, beauty, happiness and strength. May every blessing come to be. And all good spirits guard you well. Through the power of all Buddhas, through the power of all Dhammas, through the power of all Sanghas, may you always be at ease. May all the monks and novices uh, keep going uh, with the holy life for uh, a long time until one can attain to wisdom. And may all uh, have good health and grow in the Dhamma. <laughs>